that magic that we saw around the golem was certainly present in my apartment last night. That's not great. Mm. No. Uh, so I've put the hand in a jar so that it can't maneuver itself around my apartment anymore. And it's actually in my bag at the moment, but I don't exactly think this is the place to bring it out. Do you? Uh, no. So I don't really know what's going on, but something tells me we haven't seen the last of what on earth is going on with this hand. And now we continue. Yes, well, those uh, those folks were certainly very keen to get it back. Stands to reason there'd be some way for the pieces to try and put themselves back together again. You think that's what's going on? I mean, potentially. Uh, you know, who knows? There's there's all sorts of things that go into animating the inanimate. I'm not an expert, but I, you know, I've read stories of such things in the past. Um. What are your thoughts? I mean, like, what do you what do you think is going on? Gut feeling, potential. I mean, the magic's matched, so, uh, but I, I can't discern exactly what magic specifically is is behind all of this. Um, it was hot to the touch, to the point that the fingertips were somewhat melting, um, oh. and it remained warm for a while. So I can't speak to the kind of magic or energy that was being pushed into it, but obviously with a temperature increase implies an increase in energy. So it was almost like it was trying to melt itself down the drain. I don't know. I hit it away from the drain and it stopped behaving that Weird. way. Weird. It certainly hasn't heated up since, but or, or done anything suitably strange since. It's been with me the entire time, but... I mean, maybe it would be safer to find somewhere else to keep it that isn't sort of, you know, in too proximity to one of us. I'm sure, uh, you know, maybe Bonin or I was just about somebody to suggest else. talking to Bonin. Well, if you, think, if you think so, but obviously without it being close to one of us, we can't check in on it nearly as often to make sure that nothing's happened to it or it well, hasn't I gone mean, missing. I don't think we need about. to give it to Bonin, but I think... It would be worth asking him. He does seem to know a little bit more about this group and what they're doing. You don't think he's going to question where he got it from? I mean, is that a well, bad I don't thing? think I don't think it's a, a secret. We didn't exactly come by it by uh, legal means, per se. True, but I mean, we were hired to courier it. I mean, you know, it's not. It wasn't a secret that we and you just took it from the got paid. You just got paid for couriering it to somebody who you didn't courier it to. I mean, we arguably we tried, you, of course, stole post. I mean, 
I mean, if you're not keen to hand it off, I, I have heard that um, boxes lined with lead are typically thought to have anti-magical properties. Um, perhaps if it's inside the jar, inside such a box, uh, it may inhibit any kind of, you know, magical properties that it has. Well, perhaps that is something we can investigate. Perhaps Bonin would know where we could get such a thing. I think any... Uh, I just, I, f- I fear giving it off that that it might end up in hands that it ought not, given its propensity in history. Yes, I agree. I don't think we should give it away, but I, I think we need to ask for some advice from someone we trust. I mean, if we just want to try out the box, I think the Mage's Quarter would have them fairly regularly. It's It's not uncommon to create a magical item that you want to suppress until such time as you need to use it and that kind of thing. What do you think, Meredith? We could do one, we could do both. I'm just, I, I don't particularly want to keep carrying it with me, uh, as I don't think my office mates would be particularly pleased if something were to happen in there. I agree. I don't think we should give it to somebody. I think we need to know where it is. I think that would make me feel better. So maybe, maybe we go talk to Bonin. And see what he thinks. Yes, well, that sounds like a tomorrow thing. I can take it home with me for now, but... Are you sure? Obviously, we'll... I mean, I have to sleep less than the both of you, so... That's true, but if you want company... Meredith, much as that sounds lovely, there's not exactly somewhere for you to sleep at my apartment. <laughs> true. So perhaps that is a tomorrow adventure, though I am to get involved in another one. <laughs> Um, they do seem to keep finding the, us, don't they? Yes, well, at least this is a continuation of a previous problem. That is very true. And perhaps tomorrow we meet up at the library as early as we can. Yes, and if and you run going. into any trouble at all, you know where we are and you can call for us straight away. Of course. Couldn't do that last night, though. Perhaps we should also not have too many conversations about this. And she sort of looks around in such a public location. Yeah. It doesn't look like anyone's listening at, at your conversation. They're all I know, thoroughly but she doesn't know that. No, it's in true. The meals. last time we were having a discussion like this, we got fireballed. Was that a concern for any of you as you came into this restaurant? Yeah, I think potentially 100% put herself with the back to the walls. If we're, if we're in a corner, like she would have put herself so she could hmm. see um, the room. Yeah. I think like low key, Meredith is a bit like, I think this is, you know, this is the first time we've been out since. Like, she's very aware of that, but that's probably about as far as it goes for her. Okay. So, tomorrow morning, and we'll meet at the Witch's Brew to get pastries for you, Meredith, because you're not yourself when you're hungry. No, I'm really not. I do get I do get a bit hangry, don't I? Just, I wasn't going to say anything, but... but. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all right. Um, yeah, no, that sounds really good. Um, I guess I'll see you there tomorrow, guys. Excellent. Great. Well, the three of you will say your goodbyes, walk back uh, towards your various homes. I think you'll probably walk together, considering you're all heading in the same direction, until you get to the the split where where Meredith has to keep going and Potentia and Harold turn off into their own suburb. Uh, Is there anything you wanted to say while you're walking together? Or you think you've kind of just have some light conversations? Yeah, I think light conversation and then we'll meet up again tomorrow, hey? 
Is Meredith just like going over that meal you've just had and trying to work out all the intricacies of how it was put together? And like, how did they know what to give us exactly? We didn't even <laughs> order. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, um, oh my goodness, I could not believe the just incredible. Potential's just like nodding along, listening to her talk because she's on her, t- her usual tear about when she gets really passionate about a subject. So she's just like, yep, mm-hmm. nod, nod, nod. Harold's probably literally there going, uh, but I, uh, okay, uh, no, I, I uh, yep, yep, carry on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody interrupting Meredith when she's talking about food. Fair enough. All right, well, uh, at Oak Row, um, Harold and Potentia will turn off towards their various residences and Meredith will continue towards Veramasters University and onto the campus village and Griffin Hall. And we'll pick up with the three of you at the Witch's Brew the following morning. I expect Potentia is there on time or earlier. Dead, dead on the agreed time. The wizard is never late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meredith, as it's actually very close to you, I'm expecting you're probably there either on time or just slightly afterwards, maybe even early. What do you What do you think this no, morning? I think Meredith's pretty punctual. Okay. Despite all of her, like, I hesitate to say flightiness, but like blaseness, she's actually quite punctual. Well, you are also heading to a place to get the pastries rather than exactly. having to get pastries on the way to a place. Exactly. Potential was well aware of this, like, this might be the, the sticking point of Meredith's promptness. So if we met at the pastry mm-hmm. location, it would be faster. Fair enough. But yeah, I think this is definitely one of those situations where everybody assumes she's perpetually late, but she's pretty on time, I think. She's indecisive about pastries. It's a tr- it's a trap. Yeah. So I think probably Harold arrives as Meredith is perusing the pastry uh, display, trying to work out what goes with her coffee, I guess. Mm-hmm. Probably have... What, are you tea drinking or coffee drinking this oh, morning, coffee. Meredith? Oh, coffee, 100%. Okay. It's a coffee kind of morning. I think many mornings are coffee kinds of mornings. <laughs> Just morning in general. Unless you're Ross, in which case they're not. <laughs> I mean, I don't drink coffee either. Um... But so Harold will arrive. Uh, Potentia has her coffee exactly as she always orders it, probably served to you moments after you arrive because they see you and know your order. Mac knows. Uh, and then Meredith will probably be in the process of ordering when Harold arrives, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, could I get a. Um, what, oh, those blueberry and like lemon curd muffins look amazing. Um, I think I might get one of those and, um, uh, yeah, just, just a normal coffee, please. That'd be great. Uh, so you'd be speaking to the owner of the witch's brew, mm-hmm. who is a, a quirky older witch. She's very often in the, the store, but she's sometimes out and about in the university. You would know her as granny. Yes, dear. I can definitely get that for you. Uh, and she will go about magicking up your your coffee this morning like literally magicking if you've ever seen a like artisanal barista at work it looks like magic does she know what i mean by just a normal coffee but everything needs some flair and granny is someone who who puts flair into everything she does cool it's like you don't realize there's just like a tiny amount of cinnamon in there but there is a tiny amount of cinnamon in there. 
<laughs> it's just something about the the coffee at the witch's brew that is both delicious and that extra caffeine kick you need uh so after a few minutes she will uh hand you your do you have like a a, a mug to go like a, a thermos yeah she carries it with her everywhere so she will uh hand you back your thermos there you are <gasps> thank you so much this smells incredible Ah, oh, well, witch's secrets. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what's the weather like today, Ben? This morning is bright and sunny. It is a lovely uh, autumn morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the leaves have not yet turned golden. They are only slightly starting to, to get spotty in that those autumn colours. But the leaves. So it's have... a bit chilly. Yes, it is a bit chilly. Okay, so Meredith is just going to like wrap her hands around her little tin mug and um breathe in the the smell of the cinnamon and the coffee and and kind of go okay that's better i feel a little bit more halfling now danger just shakes her head being like yes well you know as i said you're not yourself when you're hungry so that's fine (laughs) how's the um she's she looks slightly disturbed at the size of this buffin that has been acquired how is the pastry the muffin oh my goodness i've had this one before and it is delightful there are like just the right amount of blueberries you know sometimes when you have blueberry muffins they just go overboard on the blueberry and it just disintegrates into like this blue goo and it goes everywhere and all over your hands and it's just the structural integrity of the muffin is really lacking take your and the but the, the lemon is just... I have to think as well, this muffin is a, like a large cafe muffin. Yeah, so it's massive. Which is, you know, big for a, a normal-sized human or elf. <laughs> so for a halfling, exactly. this would be yeah. quite a quite a meal. Although halflings, uh, as we are well aware, uh-huh. can really make room for desserts. Oh my goodness, she it's can true. put it away. Yeah. Um, is it, at this point, Harold's just arrived, right? Yes. I've, We've, I've probably found us like a table just, but like a temporary table. Like I haven't gotten anything out, but I'm sitting mm-hmm. waiting for Meredith because goodness knows how long she was going to take picking a pastry. Um, so I've probably motioned you over to that table when you've arrived. Is Harold getting a coffee this morning or is he getting a tea or? Yeah, probably a tea actually. He's probably slept a lot better now that he had a roof. Uh- <laughs> yes. And no, no unusual dreams that <laughs> night. Hmm. Probably slept a lot better now that he had a roof. <laughs> that is I mean, a you sentence. Slept, you slept quite well life. until your roof got the hole, mm. and then the rest of your night was probably a little disturbed. And we can we can thank Ren for that one, fixing the hole in your roof. So, uh, Harold, you're going up to get your your tea this morning. Uh, Granny is there serving you. Would you like me to read the leaves? Um, no, I don't, I probably know reading this time, but, um, well, surprised me, I suppose. I, I'm in the mood for maybe something fruity, actually. Uh, I can, I can come up with something to surprise you, my lad. Uh, she will step away and pull out a drawer that's just full of various tea additives and ingredients, and she will brew you up something, uh, which, when it arrives... Uh, you will find to be almost like strawberry sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's like a, a touch of lemon or something in there that like balances it the other way. Mm. 
Uh, and as she hands it to you, she says, I'm not reading the leaves. Your fate is your own. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll go join the others. Um, as Harold's got his, is it all been, have they all been served in like takeout mugs or are they all in like dining well, Meredith mugs? Meredith has, has a thermos. Um, I expect, Harold, did you pick yours up in a takeaway thing? Yeah, I imagine so. Okay, she probably has somebody back it behind the the counter there who conjures mugs with a warning like you have to drink this within an hour. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> Potentia would have walked up when she got hers and done precisely that. So you've got like, like I decidedly want fan out of is the most Potentia like keep cup of all keep oh cups goodness. has been conjured and like popped on the counter for her to use. And drink that is of. so eco-friendly. I love it. Well, I only have an hour to use to drink it, of course, but um, if I'm leaving my coffee that long, the coffee can't be very good. I think also, like, Potentia probably has some mugs that she's gotten from the university. Like, the university hands out mugs to people when they sign up to oh, things all the time. decidedly has those on it. It's just it's morning. She's come from home. She hasn't picked up her university-sanctioned mug yet. You haven't mm-hmm. been to any conferences yet. Like, that's not... No, but we're, you... we've been to the graduate reading thing oh, and, yeah, you know... I've got Rivka in my office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you you know people who are like, hey, do you want a mug? Bonin decidedly mug. gave all of us a barbarian <laughs> society mug, despite the fact we're not members. <laughs> like, Yeah. I think probably the Bonin society... The Bonin society? The, barbar- <laughs> the barbarian society mug is probably less mug and more like drinking horn. Yeah. <laughs> As Harold comes back, sort of potentially grabs her stuff and says, So, to Bonin? Yeah, let's go. Hey folks, Ross here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us grow our audience. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. You head over to the Fairmasters University Library, uh, which is on a Thursday, pretty busy. People going about their mornings, picking up texts and starting assignments due on Friday. Or contemplating starting assignments that you on Friday. Mm. Uh, you might walk past a few people in that, that mid-stage of, of panic as they've realized how big the assignment is and how late they've put it off. <laughs> and they're working through the like the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too real, Ben. Too real. Yeah. Not okay. <laughs> We've all been there, or are currently there. <laughs> I think you know. Once we move to acceptance, it's just that's the the way to go. No, still in bargaining. Denial. Denial. Okay. It's it's the river. I'm still in the river in Egypt. It's fine. Um. Yeah. Well, Bonin will be out on the floor. Uh, you'll see him with a pile of books and he's currently reshelving. Who's on the desk? On the desk will be Nora. Okay. Are the three of you going to go up to, to Bonin and like corner him in an aisle somewhere? I'm letting Potentia take the lead on this. Meredith is just following, munching on the remains of her muffin. Mer- Meredith is in, in like head Wasn't down Bonin muffin Meredith's eating suggestion mode. though? Was it? It yeah, wasn't mine. M- oh, 
Potentially it does have more interactions with bone in there, I think. I think Meredith is probably just in like head down muffin, muffin eating yeah. like exactly yeah. Yeah. Mode. I'm just this is the person I'm following. I can the see their feet. The I'm just gonna the walk man. behind them. Yeah. Um so Potentia sort of spots Bonin and actually turns back to the group and says, So he's clearly busy. Do we talk to him now? Do we organize to talk to him later? What do we want to do? It's okay. He seems pretty all right, like, being interrupted. We can follow him. Yeah, he's walking around with, like, a little trolley of books, restocking them. Meredith um, kind of just, like, skips out to him and taps him on the elbow and goes, Hey, Bonin, how you doing? Ah, Meredith, it's good to see you. I am I am well. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Have you tried these muffins down at the, the Witch's Brew? They're incredible. I have, yes, it- Looks like you've almost finished that one. Uh, yeah, which is probably good because I just realised I'm in the library and uh, I'm hmm. not 100% sure how I got here, but I should probably not be eating this. Sounds like you, uh, like a sleepwalk, but with food. Yeah, it happens more often than I'd like. Anyway, um, hey, we uh, had a couple of questions for you. Do you have a, a chance to kind of have a look at something for us? Uh, he looks up and he, he clocks Harold and Potentia. <laughs> Yes, I have some time. Uh, perhaps, perhaps now is is this urgent? Has something happened again with the underlibrary? I thought that place was now sealed. Oh no, no, no! The underlibrary is fine. Um, yeah, potentially just had something happen, and we wanted to just make sure everything was okay and get your opinion on something. Uh, he's going to to look up and like lock eyes with potentia and I'm going to make him roll an insight at the moment. Okay. Yes, yes, of course. Come with me to my my office. And he puts the books down that he's currently holding in. Uh, Nora, would you mind continuing my my reshelving? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, she gives you like a, a wave as she walks past. Cool. Bonin's office is stacked floor to ceiling with books of precarious uh, balancing natures. Some of them look like they're about to topple over at any moment. Some of them have like bits of rope tied around them to hold them against the walls. <laughs> uh, and he has what looks to be a very, very sprawlingly large pile of in books and a much, much smaller pile of out books as he is going through determining which books are coming into the library and which ones are not. How much floor space is there? There is not a lot. You can see there are a couple like stool chairs, but you have to move some books to kind of like, okay, that chair, these books can go here. I am sorry about the mess. I I do not have many people in my office. You're a librarian, it's understood. Uh, here, let me move that uh, there and this can go here. Here, here we are. Uh, and I think, Meredith, you can just sit on that pile. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Just, just be careful with those crumbs. Oh, yeah, no. And she, like, stuffs her face full of the last little bite and then gives him a big thumbs up. Potentially just flicks a prestidigitation at Meredith to clean up her crummy <laughs> self in the sense of crumb covered, not in the sense of terrible. Good save. I knew what it meant. It just came out of her face <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Harold, would you mind locking that door there, please? Oh, yes, of course. Now, I assume this is something to do with 
this group that we are having trouble with? You could say that. What has the Shroud been up to? Uh, so at this moment, Potentia's going to pull the jar with the hand in it out of her bag, but sort of trying to use, I don't know if Bonin's office has windows, but using the piles of books to obscure it from I think external. the books are already obscuring those windows. Yeah. And they'd probably be like frosted glass as well. Cool. Um, in which case she then places it on like a stack of books that are appropriately table height for Bonin to inspect. Uh, as you've you've brought this this jar with this hand out, his his dragonborn scaly brow furrows. He looks at the three of you. I thought this was delivered to someone. I did sign off on Paracelsus to sell it. Why do you have it? Well, Bonin, the problem the problem is that um, the uh, the consignee, I suppose you could call them, uh, happened to be our friend who's rather fond of the fireballs. You see. Uh, I see. This is not what I expected. Hmm. Yes, it seems this group, whoever they are, uh, and especially this individual, um, were very keen to get it back uh, for for whatever reason. Um, The reason I'm hoping isn't the case is that I'm sure they're trying to rebuild that golem of theirs. Although I thought it was destroyed on the mountain, of course. I... Yeah, whatever was going on, it seemed really sketchy, and uh, we decided that it was in everyone's best interests to keep it safe. I understand. Hmm. You wanted to keep it a secret? Yeah. Why then have I been told by Paracelsus that the job was completed and he received payment? Well... Well, honestly, that's a little of a mystery, because... The buyer, I presume, wouldn't have reported that they received the item to the guild. However, we did, uh, we did a little bait and switch, I suppose you could call it, and we did deliver a hand. It just wasn't the hand. Once we realized who the buyer was, we, uh, well, I suppose you could call it an executive decision. I see. Yeah, Bonin, look, I'm really sorry that we... We didn't tell you because we didn't think it was going to be what it is. Um, And now things are happening and um, we're in a little bit over our heads and we need some help. Potentia? The intention was never to lie. The intention was to protect people. And given that this thing started moving around my apartment of its own volition... I rather think we made a better decision than to give it off to someone who potentially couldn't handle that. He takes a moment to examine the hand in the jar, puts his hand on the top of it and like gives it a bit of a wobble to see if the hand reacts. It does not seem to be moving now. You said it was moving. Yes. After it has been detached. Yes. And such a thing is unusual, but not unheard of when it comes to magical creations. Hmm. Let's just say I hit it with a stick and it stopped moving. Unorthodox, but effective. It was also, let's just say the an, an increase in some form of energy within it was causing it to do something like melt on my bathroom floor. 
Hmm. That is unusual, and can you have mentioned previously, and I have I have seen this golem. It was, it it has a, a heat to it. I recall. Yes. Yes, I. Uh, as far as I can tell, I mean, I've not exactly put myself immensely close to it. I'm not exactly a um a brawler or a member of the barbarian society by any extent. Hmm. Paracelsus did say something about unusual properties, but I. I thought it had something to do with acid and explosions, but if the three of you want to investigate this hand further, I will not stop you. You are welcome to do so. I appreciate you coming to tell me these things. From your understanding of the kinds of magics that might be involved here, would sticking it inside something like a lead-lined box be of any value, or is it potentially not even worth investigating that particular avenue? I am a a simple librarian. I do not know the ways of magic (laughs) as you would potentiate. Meredith just, like, you know, chokes on something and, like, laughs at him and goes, you are not boned. Hey there, it's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorate DM, here to remind you once again to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorate when you talk about the show. If you do, I might see it and I could use your name as an NPC. I'm always looking for NPC names, names are sometimes really tricky, and I like being inspired by people who I see talking about the show on Twitter. So if you do, I might use your name for a future character. Past characters have included Professor Joachim, named after Johanna Joachim on Twitter. Uh, There was also Constable Linton, named after Daniel Linton on Facebook, as well as uh, Sonia from the second Underlibrary arc, named after Sonia Bansal on Twitter. If you would like to join them, and I'm sure going to be many, many more, talk about the show on Twitter and Facebook, and let's, you know, grow this community. If you would like a personal message read out on the show, you can find the link to that via our link tree on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just follow that and go to our Google form. You can also find the form via our website, dndoctorates.com. Fill it out and send a message to someone you care about. with us let us be the mouthpiece maybe there's someone you've just introduced to the show and they're making their way through the show and you're like hey i'm gonna leave like happy cheerful audio landmine when they get to it they'll be like hey you made a message for me that's so cool thank you so much let us uh lay that audio landmine for you (laughs) um find the form on our website dndoctorates.com fill it out and uh, let's let's spread some love. We're going to be recording a common room episode coming up soon. I'm kind of getting prepared. <sighs> Next month is going to be the one year anniversary of this show. So we're, we're doing a common room uh, and maybe some other things, but um, submit your questions via the, the form. You can find the link to that on our website, dndoctorates.com, and also via the link tree. I'm not going to hold us up much longer. The next episode's coming out next Thursday, the 15th of July. And let's get back to this episode right now. I am not an arcanist. I, uh, I am a follower of the goddess of knowledge, and she grants 
many powers and abilities to to one's devoted. I was merely seeking your knowledge of such things, Bonan, not your personal uh, well, experience with such things. I have I have heard that yes, lead lined boxes, lead lining things can protect them from magic. Perhaps you could put it in a box and it would become inert. Would that help you to uncover its mystery? Mm, probably not, though. I am more concerned about those who wish to find it, locating it in my apartment. Mm. Then yes, a lead line box would do the trick. Would, would it be alright if we maybe kept it in the underlibrary? Is there a safe space down there? Well, the underlibrary is currently being, like, waves his hand in the air fumigated and is probably not a safe place for anyone at the moment hmm. and I would rather not open up that door in case any of those spiders escape out into the world oh yeah no that's a good very very good point what about um reliquaries or, or something like that Bernin? I you know it's there there are often artifacts found in the world that need to be uh you know kept tight or a close eye or, or protected uh, you know is there anyone in the city that may yes yes the underlibrary itself houses some of these things you speak of mm. the other people maybe the uh, what they call themselves the irregulars they handle these kinds of things very very frequently the mages quarter you would be able to purchase containment boxes and and such things if you want i i can take possession of the hand and keep it here what do you think potentia i think it's up to you two i mean if you want to uncover this mystery perhaps you take a piece of the hand and use it in your investigation i'm really not keen on you having it in your apartment if it's gonna you know, come alive and put you in danger. That's fair. Potential. I, I don't exactly want to keep it in my apartment, but no. obviously if we want to try and solve its mysteries, having it somewhere accessible is important. Definitely. I think, and um, Harold, <sighs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it might be time to get the Irregulars involved. Um, yes, I mean, we could certainly ask them... Um, I'm a little worried it raises a, a few more questions about our involvement in the um, the fireball incident. You know, we, we kind of played a little coy there uh, and it implicates us a little more heavily than perhaps we let on in the first place. But I suppose they are somewhat technical uh, divisions. I mean, we could ask uh, my brother first, uh, you know, mm, he has... I, that's what I was... That's what I was going to suggest. I think I think he's going to be more sympathetic and uh, and will understand. I think why we've been a little bit kind of coy. Yes, and one would hope he has a slightly more vested interest in keeping us out of trouble. I suppose. <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right. Well, if that's if that's the plan, um, may I suggest that we get something to put it in so that it's not trackable to our whereabouts before we go and track down your brother, unless you yes. become more heavily involved than he would ever intend. No, I think that's a very good idea. Bonan, do you have any ideas? Anything that we could use? Uh, let me have a look here. And he starts moving piles of books around 
uh, like moving one pile of books to a different area to create like some area he can look around. Hmm. I do, I do have this, this small chest here. It is, it is uh, not fully lead lined. It, it, it was used some lead in its construction, so it would not completely block it, but it would definitely prevent most scrying type magic, I would think. Hey, Ben. Yes. When Potential was in the room, TM, that we are, that <laughs> I have not told the others about, mm-hmm. um, did she see anything that would potentially have been a lead line box? Yes. Wow, I thought you were going to make me roll for that. That's fun. Um, okay. <laughs> no, you, like, you, you spent, you spent uh, over spent an, hour, an, hour in there. an hour in there, like, yeah. searching around. So I would give, yeah. I'll give you that, yeah. Great. Um, in which case, I will turn back to Bernard and say, um, I might have access to a lead line box, but uh, if we can use that in the interim such that, I mean, it will likely obscure better than my bag will um, and this jar will, um, I will return it when I have sourced an alternative solution. Yes, uh, I do not think that jar will fit in this box, though. That is the only concern. The hand would, but I don't think the jar would. What do we think? She, I like. She glances back to the other two. Well, in the group. Um, I think any protection is better than nothing, and at the moment we've kind of got nothing. I do have another idea, although it may hinder our investigation. So I don't know how useful it will be. But um, uh, my my recent gift does have that um, anti magic uh, field, uh, you know, in the scabbard. Um, mm. uh, the problem is, of course, how many people we sort of reveal this to, but the the Master of Antiquities at the, the Guild uh, obviously would know about such things. Well, if... Here's, here's, my, here's my, 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 my thought. Um, how, how about... You two can... If you two think it would be a good idea, you can take it to speak to the Master of Antiquities, as mm-hmm. I, I don't particularly want to be involved in anything guilds related and I can go and try and source this box that I think I know the location of um, and I'll meet you at I'll meet you outside the guild once you've had that discussion I mean but only obviously if you're happy carrying the hand because that's the I mean are we taking the hand thing. to the guild I, I, do we want to reveal it to more people I'm wondering if there's a way we can just sort of imply that we have something that we wouldn't mind uh, suppressing I suppose for want of a better word uh, without revealing exactly what it is. Yeah, but that kind of raises suspicion, and I don't think we want to be... <sighs> I don't know, like, I don't feel like we want to be drawing more attention to ourselves that way. I mean, I, I suppose it's rather common for adventurers to come back from, uh, you know, missions or delves or whatever to maybe That's true, have but I mean, if that... we're already on this this group's radar, then we don't really want to be drawing more attention to... well. I have a number of items that I've acquired over the last few weeks um, mm-hmm. that we could suggest that we are trying to put in a box that are not the hand, but are potentially of a similar scale. Um, well, that could work. I am assuming that this is correct, Ben, that the spectral grappling rod that I have would be of similar length to the hand. Yes. Not as yeah, wide, cool. but yeah. No, no, but of, of similar length. Yeah. Um, 
what if what if you took this to try and find and say say that this is you know one of a number to to the guild and try in in a, in aid of searching for something to contain it. I mean, as I say, I don't know if this other um this potential box that I have seen is leadlined. I I can go and find out, but um I don't know what we think, really. There is some commotion happening in the library. You can you you've you can hear people Ooh. moving quickly towards the front of the library in that kind of not stampede, but like more people coming. And then there's a knock on Bonin's door. And uh, I'm going to grab the ha- the hand in the jar and shove it in my bag. Okay. Um, you hear Nora's voice through the door. Bonin, um, there are some, some Justicars here. They're arresting someone. What? On campus? Right, Harold just shuffles out. He doesn't even wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you step out of Bonin's office behind the counter and you see a group of students gathering around a pair of Justicars who have in in manacles, in cuffs, a grey fur tabaxi <gasps> with a patch of white on his face, which Potentia would recognize as Swift Rain. And looking very confused and very concerned is Ren standing nearby with a pile of books as he looks at his supervisor being led away by a pair of Justicars. 